episode of Raz Hockey. I'm one of two hosts. My name is Trevor Eiseroff. With me today is Dennis Major, a.k.a. Bush. What's up, Bush? Hey, what's up, Trevor? Good to be here. Yeah, it's awesome yeah, that's to what be I'm here. Saying. <laughs> we are finally recording. It's been a while. Uh, my first, my goal was to start in January, but uh, I got sick kicked me in the ass but uh now i'm starting to feel better so since it's playoff time we might as well start this show so um yeah happy to be here so uh yeah let's get started uh what first i just want to say thoughts and prayers to all the residential school uh students that have passed on and are still with us um this past week was tough just not for native people but people throughout Canada um, with the findings of all the remains and crime loops. So I uh, just want to send out my love and my and support to all the residential school past and past students and people who are still with us. So, uh, yeah. Um, so playoff hockey last night was a nail biter. Unfortunately, the Leafs lost in seven games. Even though I'm a big Leafs fan, as of course, I'm happy that Carey Price won because Price is from BC, and I'm sure he had a lot of uh, on his mind with uh, what happened with the residential schools. So, but yeah, Leafs lost lost in seven. Bush, what's up with that? Well. You know, uh, I don't know what else to say. History wasn't on their side. The game sevens, they think 2013, uh, they held 3-1 series lead and they, they just couldn't, they can't close it out, I guess. But uh, at least your team won a game. I mean, you know, we all know what happened with the, with, with the heralded Oilers and McDavid and company. They, they just, they got beat by a better team. Yeah. What's worse, losing up 3-1 in a series and losing three straight to lose 4-3 or lose four games in a row? You know, I would personally, um, I'd have probably probably say it'll just to get swept because you have, when you're up 3-1, you have that hope. And then when it's taken away from you, you say, okay, okay we, we can win the next game. Okay, no, we, we got one more game to win. Oh, no, we lost. Whereas you get swept, you know, there's there's no hope. You don't have that uh, illusion that you're going to make it on. Yeah, that's pretty sad, though. Come on, you got these elite players like Matthews, Marner, McDavid, Drysaddle, and they couldn't even score. I, I saw a quote today. What would you rather have, a $10 million goalie or two $10 million players? Like, Oh, yeah. You got to go with the goalie on that one, I think. I mean, Price has shown time in, time out that he's money. He, he when game's on the line, he's he'll step up. Yeah, I'd have Price in that game seven of all the goalies. I'd pick uh, Carey Price over yeah. Jack Campbell any day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, just you think about what he's won, like like Olympic gold. Like it's when you get to that gold medal match, you're you're not watched by uh, your your country or your province. You're watched by you know the whole world that's betting on you or that's or that wants to lose or that want you to lose. Yeah. So. He's, he's one short of that triple gold club, eh? like world juniors, yeah. Olympic gold and Stanley cup. Yeah. Yeah. All the, all he has to do is hoist Lord, Lord, yeah, hoist Lord Stanley. I think the jets will lose to Montreal. Montreal is, uh, they're on rhythm and they have everything going for them now. Well, uh, you know, I want Winnipeg to lose naturally because I don't care who they play. I didn't, I'm cheering for whoever they play. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but you watched Montreal game last night. They they took advantage of every, of any mistake that uh, you know that Toronto made. I thought um, just like uh, Winnipeg took advantage of uh, any and all mistakes Edmonton made. Just whoever's going to do that, you know. Plus a little soft shot here, like Campbell, like he even said himself at the interview, he that's probably one of the softest goals of his career. And to have it in game seven, like that's just, you know, maybe they would just, they didn't want it as bad as uh, Montreal. 
Yeah, that the first goal when Gallagher just went over the blue line and just snapped it. And I was like, wow, what a weak goal. Yeah, yeah. And then that um like him or hate him, a lot of people hate him. Corey Perry, he, he's credited with that goal. He was doing what he does. He's just causing ruckus in front of the net and it just went off him. You know. And, he, and he's part of that triple goal club, the World Juniors, Olympic Gold, and Stanley Cup. So he knows what it takes to win and he mm-hmm. stepped up. He played real good, that guy. Yeah, yeah, he does. He finds a way. Like you, People count him out and just, he's he just He's like a thorn or whatever you want to call it. You remember um, Claude Lemieux? Yeah. He's He's one of those guys that you hate to play against, but you would love for him to be on your team. Yeah, yeah, he gets gets the job done, and he scores, like, key goals. (laughs) I say the Leafs losing to Montreal and the Oilers losing to Winnipeg were two major upsets in the playoffs. They totally screwed my hockey pool. Like... (laughs) For my hockey pool, I picked Minnesota and Toronto to be in the finals. Oh wow! That's, so yeah, uh, I'm done in the playoffs. <laughs> See, I had I had thought I'd I'd hoped Winnipeg or I'd hope Winnipeg. I'd hoped Edmonton, obviously, but I'm I gotta go with Colorado. I watched them play the last 10, 15 games. They're good. Like they're <laughs> that Nate McKinnon kid. Like he's just flying all over the place. And I got probably Boston. I think they're gonna play Boston in the end. And I think Colorado's going to win. Hopefully. Well, McKinnon looks like he's playing on a Friday night before he hits the bar, though. Maybe, hopefully, he'll uh, lower it down to playing on, like, a Saturday morning or Sunday morning where you're only playing the half of what you can really play because that kid's fast. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he'll uh, – yeah. So, I think Saturday afternoon when, you know, when you're just having a coffee, I'll go and play for a little bit, then I'll come back. That Maybe he'll dial it down when they're up. So, with along with Price, there's only – Zach Whitecloud of, of the Vegas Knights are the only two niche players left in the playoffs. Like TJ Oshie, Brady Keeper, and Montour in Florida – Craig Berube in St. Louis, they're all out. And I, hey, I pick, I pick St. Louis. At who? Who else? Ethan Bear. Ah, see, yeah. It was uh, pretty <laughs> br- brutal with people messaging him and with. Like, if you're gonna okay. blame, like, it's, it was horrible. Like, it was uh, like, what if, what if that uh, Toronto Maple Leaf defenseman? What if, what if he was niche? The other night in Game Six in overtime, like, what would what would that happen to him? Yeah, it wasn't a pretty scene. Like, it's, yeah, you can criticize them, and they accept it and, and take it. But once you start throwing racial things in and saying all that stuff, it it's a total diff, different avenue. And like, I hope that person feels really guilty and apologizes, but. Yeah, Barry wasn't in a good place, but it was good to see that everyone come together and unite as one and uh, have Bears back. And hopefully it doesn't happen again. That's the one thing. Yeah, I was just, I doubt Carey Price would have faced the backlash last night just because of the torrential wave. Yeah. So now we, uh, as our. Our first guest on the show will be Nathan Breer from Eagle Lake, Ontario. Nate played uh, junior for OCN Blizzard in the Manitoba Junior League. He played university at Lakehead University in Thunder Bay. Then he went on to play pro in Florida in the Southern Pro League. So he's going to be a good host. That kid has lots of good stories, I'm sure. He's a great player and Great guy off the ice. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Before the playoffs started, Bush and I made a bet that if the Oilers lose, he has to shave off his beard and just keep his mustache on. But unfortunately, this guy is... Is not a man of his words, and he still has his bushy. No, 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 no. The bet was if the if the if the Oilers lose, and if Maple Leafs make it further, that well, was the bet. 
They played seven games compared to four. They not tech, technicality. They didn't make the first round. That is that is my loophole that I'm going with. That's pretty legit. But seven games <laughs> over four games. A round one loss in four games equals a round one loss in seven games. It's a round one loss. That's, you know. You should just do it for fun. (laughs) Shave that beard and just keep the mustache. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 70s 70s porn. It'll be a brand new internet meme with that, with all that aunties and uncles going on. I don't, I can't really keep up with all that. <laughs> Do it with your new runners. <laughs> yeah. Hers, uh, with that, who's that guy? Who's Ernest Manias when Bush is here? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, well, uh, well, we'll start our interview with Nate. So uh, we'll uh, have a word from our sponsor. So uh, let's uh, hear our sponsor. Just kidding. <laughs> <Got you. laughs> we, don't, we don't have a sponsor, but if you want to sponsor us, hit us up. We'll take uh, whatever whatever we can. Yep. So, uh, mm-hmm. We'll be right back with Nate. Let's go. Hey, Res Hockey, we're back from our commercial. We are here with Eagle Lakes First Nation defenseman, or slash forward, Nathan Breer. What's up, Nate? Welcome to the show. Yeah, much. Uh, thanks for having me here. Uh, pretty cool what you guys are doing. Big fan. First guy I thought of when I was thinking about this podcast was you having played in Florida. You know that one guy uh, on on Slapshot that always talks about Florida? Mo. Mo? That's who came to mind when I think of you. For all that match in FLA. (laughs) I may have had my uh, Mo moments once or twice down there. I can tell you that. (laughs) So how was it playing in Florida? Like, what you're along the Mexico Gulf? Was it? Um, It was... It was surreal, actually. I, when I got down there, I was actually pretty scared. Um, my first night down, I got put into a hotel room, and I'm like, this is Bush League. Like, what the heck? I should be at, at the condos with the boys. But I was on the tryout. So once I got to the hotel there, I called my dad. I'm sure you guys know who my dad is, Ruben yeah. Kennedy. Um, gave him a call, and I just like, you know, this isn't for me. Um, sitting in the hotel right now. I don't even have a roommate. I don't even have a ride to the rink. I don't know what to do. I was like, I just want to come home. I said, fly me home. My dad was like, give it a week. Give it till Saturday. And if you don't like it, I'll fly you home. A few days come around. I got to meet the guys. I started practicing. And Saturday come, my dad called. He's like, so you still want to go home? I said, no, I'm staying. <laughs> I'm not leaving anywhere. Nice. So they put you in a hotel by yourself. And what did you have to dress in the dress room by yourself? Because I know I heard of guys that when they had trout for other teams, they fucking put them like in the storage room to dress up. Yeah. It's, it's so like when you're playing the minor pros, like a lot of teams have injuries happen and you're only allowed so many rostered players. So a lot of them do some shady work though. Say they release this kid and he's on his way home, but little do they know he's just sitting in the condos down the road waiting until another injury happens. And then he's getting the call back. When so you for play- me, we, we had an injury happen and they had to put him on the IR for three weeks in order for me to step on the ice. So I was down there for like three days doing nothing. Like I was on vacation. Did you and watch my, my, my first practice the, the night before the team lost a 3-2 overtime loss. They were up 2-0, five minutes left of the game. My first practice was a bag skate. An hour bag <gasps> And like right then and there, I was just like, okay, this pro stuff is ridiculous. I don't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> but I just braid my head and stuck with it. And I'm, I'm glad I stuck it out down there. It was the best three years of my life. No shit, eh? That's playing in Florida. Like what, what better place to play hockey is Florida. Walk the beach. 
right after practice and just chill walking out in out, the warm weather. Walking out with flip flops, heading to the golf course. It was pretty pretty amazing. How you gotta start your car. Thirty yeah. minutes, scrape the windshield. Nothing like that at the end of every hockey tournament. Yeah, how you big is to, the town? Um, it's roughly probably about the size of Thunder Bay. Holy shit, it's not big, eh? Well, yeah, Thunder Bay is what hundred over one hundred ten thousand. Yeah, and then there's surrounding like counties around the area. Um, I was eight hours from Tampa. Never been, but shit, eh? Was there a big uh, college or university there? The University of Western Florida was nearby. USC Uh, was about three hours down the road, Tallahassee. Shit, eh? So, how I heard there was the you guys had ice girls on your team. What's up with that? (laughs) Actually, we didn't. We didn't have ice girls. All the other teams had ice girls. I was disappointed in that. I don't know if a lot of people know how to skate in Florida. Maybe (laughs) those are. uh, pretty entertaining like during that tv times out when they're doing the ice cleaning yeah it's not quite like the three-letter league the nhl but oh. <laughs> that's awesome though florida i'd love to live in florida yeah, i got i got so comfortable there that i just i never wanted to leave i had potential call-ups to the east coast league but i just like i got treated too well when i got used to it there it's hard to leave something when you feel so welcomed i feel that's kind of the downfall of playing in Pensacola because you're in you're in Florida. No one wants to leave. Yeah, but I have no regrets at all. When you played down there, did you have? Were you considered an import, or did you use your uh, treaty treaty rights with the J Treaty? So when you go down to play professional sports, they they often give you this thing called a P one visa, where you're basically going down there from, they say, October till June. You have, and then if you're not back in Canada by June, you could actually get like a huge fine. But for me, because I'm status, I use my my J treaty rights, right? So I, I was pretty much a dual citizen down there, which was awesome. That's the benefit of being a Nishinaabe. It's pretty cool. <laughs> That's the one thing a lot of people don't know that, like even for junior hockey, um, you like USHL, North American League, they're only allowed so many imports per team, but if you use your J treaty and your status card, you can go down there and play and not be considered an important. A lot of parents don't understand that part of the game. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, I have a buddy right now. Um, he, I'm sure you know him, Shaq Marasty. Yeah. He was been playing in the East Coast for the last couple of years, but now he's a permanent res- resident in South Dakota coaching uh, prep hockey like he's doing good things for himself and he's become a, a full citizen of the states because of his status card thing yeah that's something that we have to take advantage uh hockey wise because there's a lot of good junior programs down there and a lot of uh, good youth hockey and i think that we have to take advantage of it because it's totally different personally i'm gonna say this and i know i'm gonna offend some people but for kids playing in Canada, native kids, they have to be way better than the average player for them to, to play AAA or play the rep. You know what I mean? So, and I think parents have to take advantage of that, that option of going down to the States, like, uh, like the Gardner family, like how they went down to war road and all their kids succeeded in hockey and got and played college hockey. And they just used their status status rights so something to think about parents so uh so uh we heard that eagle lake is in the fresh saskamoos how's that looking uh i'm not quite sure yet a lot of the boys are kind of kind of worried about it because no one's been skating but i feel like all the other reserves that are going to compete there in the same boat no one's played in a couple years yeah like are you guys able to put the ice in at Eagle? Uh, right now we have the ice in. It's been in all winter, but uh, the plant's down right now and the ice, like half the ice is melting. So I think they're going to take it out. <laughs> Just start doing crossovers. <laughs> I'll have to buy some rollerblades, roller hockey. Who did you play with the last time that they had the Fretz Saskamoose? I played with Nori House Nor- the last time. But 
Actually, I, I won Fred Sasaki. It was the first year they ever had it. I played with uh, Red Pheasant Rebels. Nice. How, how much money did they win? Like 20 Gs? Uh, I think it was 25. 25. That's nice. Yeah, I think been a great team. I think Bush is tempted to go out there this year in Saskatoon and just hang around the lobby and just flex his uh, 85 flex stick. 95. Well, well, if the word gets out there, hopefully it does. The Eagle Lake Chiefs are looking for a sheriff to take the Francis Akamus. For pickups, have you guys came up come up with any names of who you guys want to pick up, or is that hush hush right now? Um, we kind of don't even have a start. Like um, a lot of people don't even know if it's going to be happening. They're scared to commit. Like obviously, our go-to is Carson Dubchuk from uh, Kenora there. Yeah, that's hard, right? Like, are you willing to take the time off work? Because if you do, you got to yeah. take, like, what, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off. So exactly. That's like a and week then, off work. And then there's a possible chance of injury. You don't know that. And anything can fly in native hockey tournaments. You know that. And that, <laughs> and that tournament's body contact. So for sure, a couple of days after that tourney, you're still going to be sore and not going to want to do nothing. Yeah, for sure. Like every time I go to that tournament, it reminds me of professional hockey because every team has that one guy that doesn't play at all, but just patrols the red line wanting to fight. <laughs> there you go, Bush. You better go to the lobby. That's why we, that's why we need a sheriff who's going to sign up. Yeah. Not me, on. <laughs> if there was a 40 plus tourney, I would. <laughs> oh, I. I can't wait till I got six more years and then I can play in 35 plus and then I'm done with wreck. <laughs> 35 plus in Dryden. What's that Dryden tournament? That, that last we, chance. Last chance. Last chance. Yep. I'm, yeah. Yeah. We, we lost we to that one. Um, be getting no. Mitch Shagnon in that. No, 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 no. He won't. He won't betray us. No. Shag's no. our goalie for the last couple of years. He's actually not bad. Yeah, he's in Brood Locked. I love playing with that kid. He's hilarious. Yeah. What do you mean you love playing with him? You barely lost a game. We were in okay, one game. <laughs> we were uh, playing in the semifinals. In the first shift, I got a penalty because the guy skated into the boards because I was playing him. But he hit the boards himself. And the ref gave me a, a body contact penalty. And I went into the bench, went to the penalty box. and Quietly, I might add. He kicked me out. <laughs> so I stormed out of the penalty box and I tried to go after the ref. <laughs> Sunday morning. Sunday morning, quarter final or semifinals in the last chance tournament. It's yeah, a fun lost. tournament. I love going to that tournament. You got to bring back diamonds and ice with the ball tournament. Yeah, that is true. I remember Actually, someone uh, being pretty squabby last time there was diamonds and ice just chirping my team I say who that is though yeah i don't think i ever did that again saturday afternoon he comes on our bench and just starts yelling <laughs> but uh here's a little insight here i think the boys from eagle lake here were uh we're focusing on trying to get a triathlon event going where it's hockey golf and baseball that'd be cool we want to get, like, it's in the sights, but it's a long shot. But we're, me and my cousin Marlon are pretty determined to get something going here for the youth in the area. And, like, guys our age who still love to have fun, right? Act like kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of lot of them around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so they, often you... say, they often say adults are just overgrown children mimicking adult lives. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, you mentioned Marlon. Uh What's up with uh, you guys trying to uh, put on a hockey school? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, so me and Marlon, we've always uh, had a, like a passion for hockey. And the older we get, we feel that we could still give back to the community and the surrounding area. Like it's not over for us. There's still, there's still a lot to give back just because we're physically not playing pro anymore or playing high-end hockey doesn't mean that we can still be involved and be an impact. And that's our goal. We want to just, just give other, other kids uh, the chance and opportunity to learn the game, whether they make it to the pros or 
whether they just do it for fun. I mean, for me, it all comes down to having fun. Because when you're having fun doing something you love, there's nothing more better than that feeling. Yeah, for sure. And I think we need that, especially in our area where we live, the Kenora District. Yeah. I think that would that'd be huge, especially in the summer. Like, with even with the past year with the kids not doing lots, doing a lot yeah. of outdoor activities due to the pandemic, that I think it would be a big hit. Yeah. Like, this pandemic has taken such a toll on people's mental health, and especially kids, they're so used to getting up, going to do their own thing, going to see their friends, playing sports. Like, that's all life. That's life about being a kid, right? Yeah. For sure, they're, they're held back from doing that, and I could like that's why we want to get this thing going. So once it opens, hey, everyone could come, and it's gonna be a blast. Yeah, I yeah. hope you guys get that off the ground, and it works. And it it's doable because kids do love hockey, and and parents watching your kid play is pretty awesome. And uh, I hope that works. And one thing that I want to touch and ask you about since you really had a successful career, junior university pro is racism in hockey. Let's uh, let's it's a touch. I don't want to say touch, but it's okay. It's a touchy subject. So let's talk about racism. Like, have you ever experienced racism in hockey? Um, growing up, I never, never faced racism, like playing double a around the area here in Dryden. Um, Playing Triple A in Kenora, I never faced it. My first encounter with racism was actually when I went down to Florida. Um, obviously, Americans don't know much about Canadian history down there. They're pretty, but I hate to say it, but they're pretty stupid when it comes to Amer- Canadian history, especially Native American peoples. So um, we had this guy on my team, and uh, me being a big guy, he kept, he started calling me chief, and I'm like, okay. I'll let it fly a bit. Like, I'm sure he doesn't know better. But it just kept progressing and progressing and eventually started calling me Beef Chief, Big Chief, and then I just finally lost it. <laughs> Went into my coach's office. I said, if you guys don't get do something about this, I'm going to ask for a trade. I don't like this kid anymore. Like, I'm not going to deal with it. But I sat down with the kid and I'm just like, hey, man, like, you know anything about Native Americans? And he honestly sat there and said, no, man, I don't. So I, I sat him down and talk about everything that's what i mean like you can't really say people are racist if they don't know the history of your people right that's why hopefully moving forward they could implement this into the history books for our people that's awesome so people are well aware of where we come from and that we're human just like them you know we do everything the same we don't think we're better we just just want to live life and yeah keep to ourselves that's the, I think that's the perfect way to handle that situation. Just talk it, talk it over with them. Talk to the coach, tell them what's happening. Like when I played like one incident, I, a guy bumped into me, we were doing drills and he's like, watch all you fucking Indian. And I got mad and I fucking two handed that kid. Like you wouldn't believe it. I yeah. turned around and I just swung and I just happened to hit him in the wrist and he broke his wrist. <laughs> uh, there's actually there's this one time at Lakehead too. Um, he happened to be like my good buddy, and uh, we just obviously when you have a few pops, sometime here and there, something sometimes gets carried out of hand. My buddy one time made a comment at me. He said that uh, Breezy's being native drunk right now, and oh, did I lose my shit. <laughs> I chased him around his house. I got locked out of his house. He was sitting at the, he's sitting in his like living room. I was standing outside the living room window, giving him the finger saying, come outside. And he's just giving me the finger saying, bye. <laughs> wow. Eh? Yeah. It's... The next day, the next day I, I remembered it. I didn't think I confronted him and he was scared. He was like saying, sorry. And I just told him, I, you don't say something like that, man. Like, Yeah. It's, it's, you cross the line, and some. And the thing is, they don't know, right? Yeah, so they, exactly. That's why. I mean. That's why. I, like, so many things were kept in the dark about our people and the history, and a lot of non-status people are left in the dark about it too. They don't know better. And I had this. I was playing with this one team, and the goalie, the backup goalie, he was calling me Tonto. I was like, 
the fuck? I didn't know who Tonto was. I had to ask my dad, like, Dad, who's Tonto? And he told me that was Lon- the Lone Ranger sidekick. I was like, what the fuck, man? That's messed up. But I, I don't know. I got mad at him and kind of gave him, the, gave him shit and asked him not to call me that no more. And he did stop. But the thing is, he the, when he started calling me, other people started calling me Tonto too. It was like, what the f-? And I yeah, did that. It's like it's like a ripple effect. Like you, you, you want to put a stop to it before it's too late, before everyone else starts doing it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's an unfortunate. I hope with what happened with Ethan Bear and what just happened, this the sad news about the residential school. I hope everyone will open their eyes and just see that. Yeah, the names that they call us are just the name that they call us are they hurt and it's offensive. I was uh talking with my my uncle there yesterday about the whole Ethan Bear thing and Rasmus Sandin last game, the two turnovers he had for the Leafs. Those two turnovers he had, not one person or gave it to him on social media. No one told him to go drink Lysol, you know what I mean? Yeah. like that's just unacceptable. Just that's I hate to say it, but that's white privilege right there, man. That's to a T. That's a kind of glad, like with Carey Price winning last night's game. Like, would he have faced that black backlash from the fans? And would he have been called racial racial names because of them losing? And he's the best goalie in the world, right? Yeah. Uh, it's just there's like there's no room for that stuff in the game this like these days. Uh, times are changing, the world's changing. I think we all just gotta educate each other on the histories. Like I keep mentioning, um, the more we talk about, it, the more people are gonna know about it, right? Yeah, and, it, and it's only maybe one or two guys on the teams that I played with were that didn't know, and once I talked to them, they stopped. So it's not like that everyone's things like that it's just yeah. one or two bad apples like always exactly exactly like i have some some non-status friends out there that have treated me better than my own blood family i'll tell you that <laughs> so, yeah like once you uh get a bond with the with your hockey brother it, it's yeah. forever and it's it's the best time of your life exactly like i've made friends to this day that like i may never see again but if i ever need help i could call them and if I'm ever in the air, they'll open up their door for me. Like that's that's what the hockey world does. It opens up doors and brings you together. It's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Okay, uh, before we go, we have uh, five rapid niche questions. So I'm going to ask you uh, five yes or no, or you can answer however okay. you like. So one, baked or fried bannock? Bake. Ever use a bed sheet for a, a curtain or door? No. Nope. You ever see Ernest Munias live in concert? Yes, sir. At the Brookside Inn in Winnipeg. <laughs> Indian taco or Bannock burger? Bannock burger. Fifth and last question: It can you jig? Uh, I'd like to think I can, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> After a couple of pops yeah. on that dance floor. Oh, yeah. The lunch, the lunch comes out, everything. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Nate, thanks for coming on the show and being our first guest on Rez Podcast. It was awesome to talk to you, and uh, we'll love to have you back on the show um, after Fred Sasaskimu's tournament and after your uh, hockey school. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to be back. And uh, I'll definitely keep you in the loop on the hockey school. Maybe I'll right. get you that. Sounds good. All right, Nathan. Thank you, guys. Thanks Sounds for good. Me. Nathan Breer from Eagle Lake. Thanks, Nate. Thanks. So, yeah, that was an awesome um, interview with Nate. What a super guy. Nicest guy around. What a nicest guy guys that you will uh, find in the game of hockey super polite and uh awesome teammate to have on your team him and i played a couple times together and each time we played on the same team we won tourneys so i think uh (laughs) 
that's uh must have been you yeah i think it was me i think it was like the first pairing and he was maybe the second power play penalty kill so i I would imagine yeah i can i can picture that so if anyone needs a defenseman a winning defenseman for francis askamus give me a shout i got my bag ready yeah oh he does i'll take my twigs tonight he needs help with his equipment (laughs) (laughs) and can you pick me up That's a far drive to Saskatoon. Yeah. Was it like 15 hours? Uh, like yeah, I think it's 10 hours, 8 to 10 hours to Regina. And then another Regina, couple yeah. when you go north. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, uh, once we hear more about the hockey school, we'll post it on our Facebook page. If you have kids that love, love hockey and want to learn, that's that's a really good camp to go to. You got Marlon Gardner, former junior scorer, played division three in the States, won numerous niche tourneys. He's real good. And you got Nate, like I said, former pro defenseman. He has a good shot. Dirty wristers. I agree. He has a shot like Bush. Just quite. (laughs) Bush will miss the Nets. Always. Always. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, keep a heads up for that. So, yeah, this was our first show. It went pretty good. I really enjoyed the interview. It's It was fun. Yeah, it was good. He had a lot to say. Uh, he, he answered a lot of questions without even asking him. He just, he had a natural gift to what he wanted to talk about. We learned a lot from him, actually, from playing in uh in uh, Florida, I I thought uh, I thought he when uh, when he got when he would get off the bus or flight or whatever, I thought someone was there to pick him up, but I did not know that he was at the hotel by himself in a room by himself and just kind of like you know questioning like, okay, now what? <laughs> yeah, he must have been. That's a tough spot to be in, and just shows you how humble and how you have just to wait for your time. And I'm just happy for him that he had such a good career and. Yeah. I would say he was defenseman of the year this year for uh, our league. Sorry, Bush. You came in a close second, but uh, I think Nate won that one. No, I like to see the ballots. Well, you you wanted like five years anyways. Share, <laughs> share though. Okay. You're right. Be humble. Are. Humble in my teachings. Yep. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk playoffs now. Okay. We got the Montreal. One of we the got the you, you got the Montreal price prices. I mean Montreal Canadians <laughs> versus uh, Kyle Connor and the I'm Jets. Going with, I'm going with Montreal now. And price is, I don't think anyone can beat Price now. That that kid's going to be on a different level. He, it's like I didn't hear no comments on his interview about what happened, and but I'm sure that just gave him that extra push that he needed. And it showed. You could tell he was on a yeah. totally different level. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. When you, you see these goalies that when they get in the zone, like I talked to a couple goalies, when when they get committed, like that puck seems like a great big beach ball, and they, they slow it down. They can see everything. You can tell like he's just zoned in everywhere. He knew where it was going to be, controlled his rebounds, everything. It was good. It's a really good goalie to watch. Any any kids uh, want to play goalie that want to learn, just watch how he plays and watch how he zeroes in on the puck. And Kerry Price, along with myself, we're Team True. Hashtag Team True. So, oh, listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Okay, people. All right. There's this little social media platform called Instagram. Okay. Now, what these people, what these. These big companies, they sometimes have contests. So you like and share the post, et cetera, et cetera. This guy shares one post probably one time, signs up, and he wins, and he gets outfitted by True. So now it's actually just a running joke on, on the Jets that we play with uh, Team True Trevor. <laughs> I don't know what he won. He won like skates. He doesn't know how to use them. I got custom-made skates, <laughs> gloves, stick, and some uh, clothing. Like yeah. I, I don't think I ever wore the hat once. <laughs> That's because it's uh, you know team true, and you want to preserve it. And I let Nick have the stick, and that the kid breaks it on me. He's like, "Come on, man!" 
Mm, some so, people's and, kids these days. Yeah, I know. And with the gloves, I didn't like the gloves. So I traded them in, I played again, and I got a brand new pair of gloves. <laughs> I wouldn't be telling that on, on uh, social media. Team True, did you hear that? But I kept the skates. I still have the skates. I think I have had them for what going on three years, and yeah. they still look brand new. <laughs> That's because you barely skate on the ice with them. Because I don't. You don't go on the, the corners. Ice. You don't go on the corners. You don't go in front of your net, even though you're D. You just kind of float around on the center ice line. The only thing look, that looking good. In, the only thing that goes in corners is uh, postal stamps. Oh, easy. Remember that one time we were playing? Uh, uh, who were we playing when? Who does Shags play for? He plays for Don it. Don it. The Danglers. Yep. And I was standing maybe five feet beside the net because uh, Kyle Shagnall was taking oh, a shot. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hit me right in the collarbone right on the neck. Yeah. That's why I don't <laughs> like standing in front of the net in beer league. Mm. Because you'll get a shot. You'll get a shot no matter what. Neck. Yep. <laughs> that's, that was, that well, I, I was laughing actually no matter what. I didn't, I didn't care. You 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 want to stand in front of the net and barely you go right ahead. I'm not. <laughs> Imagine playing Kuwait and having Nate fire oh, that puck. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, if you play, nope. I wouldn't. I'd be on the bench. I'd be in the stands. I'd be doing the flamingo and just one foot up. Oh, that's why I don't like standing in front of the net. Even, but it doesn't help. I was standing five feet beside the net and I still get hit in the puck. Now yeah, that's a bit of a fluke. He's like, you just got, he just got tipped into you. Shit, that hurt though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Must have. <laughs> I like had a just, good puck mark. You could just hear, you could just hear the puck just hit flesh. That that thud sound. The fuck. <laughs> Nothing better than beer league eleven o'clock at night getting hit yeah. with a puck. Oh, at least Shakes, sure. <laughs> at least Shakes came and apologized and asked if I was okay. Yeah, I don't think anybody else would have. I mean, like I've I've seen you, you know, you get really animated towards other players, but with their parents in the stands, <laughs> twice. Yes, <laughs> this guy Tagusana. I'm just saying. Just, but yeah. uh, when Nate was playing for Dunnett this year, I was I was skating the hour before, and I yelled at Nate, "Hey, number seventy-seven, the one with the big dink." <laughs> Everyone just turned their heads and started laughing. <laughs> but they yeah. just laughed and just skated away, shaking his head. <laughs> That's the funniest uh, video I've ever seen on Facebook when that guy just trips the other guy on the ice. Hey, you, the go with the big dink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's... uh. Something I'll probably still bug people when they skate skate by, skate by the by the bench. It's a good chirp. It is a good chirp, yeah. Because you know it could mean anything, but they don't know, so they look be confused and like what? What? And then throws them off the game. <laughs> okay, we'll get back to playoffs. We got uh, Zach Whitecloud and against Nathan McKinnon, pretty much. Yeah, I'm gonna go with McKinnon in this one. You know, I I like Vegas. They they prove everybody wrong, but Nate McKinnon's just on a mission. He's he's the the player that Carey Price is in that, so to speak. Like he's just he's just you can't you can't touch him. He's just give, flying around there. Give credit to Zach Whitecloud though. He's playing awesome for a guy that played tier two junior in Manitoba Junior, then two years at Bemidji State, and being signed as a one free- hockey. Yeah, but you can, he wasn't drafted, and he gets signed for Vegas, and he's playing yeah. good minutes. Like, wow, props to him. Just to show you, don't give up on your dream to keep playing because now he's he scored, what, in that game seven against Minnesota? That was mm-hmm. a nice goal, too. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's working hard, that's for sure, and he's paying off. Like, he's, he's not just your average chump player. Like, he's key situations coach has him out there and he's doing his job he's doing he's doing his thing out there it's good to see do you think any uh nhlers will go to play in fred sasaskamus um 
I don't think so. Isn't I really Ethan, don't. Ethan Bear. I just dropped my phone. Didn't Ethan Bear <laughs> play in uh, Fresh Saskatoon a couple years ago? That's a good question. I don't know for sure. I think he did. <laughs> it wouldn't. It did. It doesn't say on his uh, professional uh, page, though. No, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'll find out or check the Fred Sasaskamoose Facebook page. There you go. Yeah, I, I can't say it, so I'm just no. Did I'll you ever meet Fred? Fred? No, I can't say that I have. I met him a couple times. Um, before he passed away, he would always attend the little NHL tournament in Mississauga. They always had him as a, a guest speaker and someone just to say hi to all the family and friends there. And he's a super nice guy. And I was fortunate enough to get an autograph for him before he passed. So that's one thing I'm going to always keep. Like they had always, uh, little NHL would always in- invite like former NHL players, Reggie Leach, Jason Simon, even Bridget Laquette was there one year. So that's the one thing that it's I love about this tournaments that the, the gatherings of family and friends and, and that they invite important people like Fred. Because imagine going to playing in the NHL in the 50s when there was only a 16 16 league. Like wow, right? Yep. Well that and like you got six teams, so what, 20 players on your roster and how many leagues are in, how many players, and you crack that, you crack a roster of 20 players, like proven NHL, like professional players that, you know, you, you don't really want to call it out, but it, it, it it's a white league and you, you know, and you break through all these barriers to get through there. And then you're the, all of a sudden you're, 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 you're here, you're, you're playing the NHL. Like that's, that's just amazing. There was 31, 31 teams this year, so it's not even close to having six teams. And just making that, making the Chicago Blackhawks is like, wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. I mean, I can't even think like, wow, six teams, the best league in the world, and he made it. And the, the era where there's uh, Maurice Richard, Gordy Howe, Terry Sauchuk, like all the legends. That made hockey, and he was a, he was a part of that. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a good part of history that we can look up to. Definitely. So now, what are you up to? Are you going to watch playoffs now? I don't know if I want to watch playoffs. Toronto's out, and it 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 was another kick kick a man while he's down. Like <laughs> holy cripes! Oh yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna go out of my way to watch it. If uh, I go up to Buddy Sauce and it's on, yeah, I'll watch it. But I'm not gonna go. Hey, Trevor, we, we got the game on at 8 p.m. Come over. No, it's uh, for me. It's whatever. I mean, I'm, I might watch Carey Price once in a while, but just you know, <sighs> Ethan yeah, Bear. <laughs> yeah, it totally sucks. And the thing is, a show that I've been watching. Like every Monday was the voice and that's over now too. So, <laughs> so I got to find a new show to watch. Okay. Oh, that's, Ameri- that's Amer- Americans got talent. It's going to be on. That's a really good show. I like that. Yeah, you, I'm sure it is. You never watch that? No, oh, just yeah. whatever's on YouTube highlights from like years ago. If, oh, this is on, but no, I, I don't, I don't really watch cable TV that much. I don't, Oh yeah, sorry. You work twelve-hour shifts, so yeah. I only I work six hours a day. <laughs> I wouldn't even call them work most of that time. Most of the time, I'm just looking at YouTube or sideline <laughs> swap trying to look at deals. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. But uh, FYI, guys, Zach Whitecloud and Bush went to the same university, and they're Bemidji uh, State, and they played on, not on the same team, but they played for. Bemidji State Beavers. Well, you know. Go Beavers. Humble. (laughs) (laughs) Probably walked the same dormitory. (laughs) (laughs) How is that school? I never, I've been to Bemidji, but I never seen the university campus. It's a small campus. When I was there, I, I don't know how to, maybe size of downtown Kenora. 
Like it's pretty stretched, pretty stretched out. Um, clear the air. I did not play for the Beavers. Um, <laughs> you know, much to people's surprise at my uh, my defensive prowess in the Casey's Men's League. <laughs> and old timers. And the old timers. I, I, yeah, I am now a veteran of the old timers. Ten you years what, league. You know what they should do at the Fritz Saskamoose? They should put an old timers division there. You know how fun that would be. That would be quite fun that's like when they uh, had old timers in the millionaire tournaments in winnipeg years ago well old timers would be pretty fun i'd be there yeah. for sure i'd be flexing my stick in the lobbies like check this out guys i might even ask nate stand beside me and tell him that we want tournaments together <laughs> that, a, that, he could vouch for you i'm sure he'd he be should. a reference on my resume absolutely he would <laughs> Dirty wristers from the point bar yeah. down. Dirty, dirty wounded, wounded penguin. <laughs> and I will make the Sunday morning games. I promise. It's because you'll still be up. <laughs> oh, oh, ouch! <laughs> Let's not go there now. Okay, okay. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, you'd be there Sunday morning for, sh- <laughs> for, for for one shift. Get in fight with the ref. Get kicked off. But you'd be there. Yeah, I'd be there in, in spirit. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's our show for this week, guys. Like I said at the beginning, I'm Trevor Eiseroff here with Bush Major. And yep. uh, we'll see you guys again next week. Thanks for joining. Follow us on Facebook, Res Hockey. Tell your friends, tell your cousins, tell your aunties and your uncles. <laughs> and uh, let's make this a big hit. I want. I want people to listen and just understand how fun res tourneys, how good res players are because we like to have fun. We love playing res tournaments and uh, yeah, we love hockey and we love sharing our stories with you. So uh, follow us on Facebook and tell your friends and your family. So uh, we'll see you again next week. So thanks for coming by and uh, we'll see you again. Ciao.